Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Moina Abdulatif of Falabi. On this part of the section on the podcast, I'll be taking um, disciplines or write up that has to do with real estate. So, here I'll be explaining the principles of estate management that is done by Michael Toncroft, BS, estate management, ALICS, AAI. So, if you don't have this material, probably. Uh, listening to the podcast maybe you have talked to but then if you have the material because everything that will be saying on this podcast will be directly from this material and um, by the special grace of Allah I'll try my possible best to to um, make the uh, record of all the necessary uh, topics in this uh, textbook and um uh, I'll try as much to explain based on the level of my knowledge. Uh, yeah, I'll start from the introduction. Then uh, we have the, some contents here. The first one, which is uh, the estate management. Uh, under the estate management topic, we have the, the estate, the management function, uh, estate management decisions, aims and policies of estate management the estate manager then the second which is the estate setting then under it we have the estate background we have rural and urban estates we have estate management and land use we have the estates within the urban structure we have accessibility then the third topic would be um obsolescence and the renewal as under it we have the the estate life cycle we have the nature of obsolescence we have um, estate policy and uh, obsolescence. We have blights. We have urban renewal. Then uh, the fourth uh, topic would be estate ownership. The origin of ownership. Tenor. We have the social and the economic aims of ownership. The cluster of property rights, ownership and control. Then the fifth one that is uh, the formation of estates. The pattern of estates, the size, the size of estates, the fragmentation of estates, the unification of estates, the relocation problem, ownership, occupation. So under the sixth topic, we'll be talking about leasehold system. We'll be talking about the lease and its term, lease convenance. We have rents, we have public control and lease terms. We have landlord and uh, tenants partnership. We have merits of the leasehold system. Now, uh, we're going to the seventh topic here, which is uh, estate planning and control. We have the estate plan, managerial control, financial control, estate organization. We have estate records. Then we have um, under this, we, are, we still have um, the eighth topic, which is property values. The meaning of value in estate management, demand factors affecting value, shifting and floating values, the economic background of property values. Then we will talk about the ninth topic, which is the uh, property market. So the property market and estate management decisions, the nature of the property market, subdivision of the property market, booms, slumps, and the estate. Uh, I can't say this one, but specialization. Then we have markets organization. We have property market information. And uh, under the tenth topic we, we talk about property investment and uh, estate development we talk about the investment decision we have to talk about property investment sources of finance we also talk about development agencies the development process 
then uh on on the eleventh um topic the national estates national okay under this the national estates the national estate management public control of uh, land town planning compulsory purchase private rights and the uh, public interest then under the 12th uh topic we talk about national estate management through physical means that is land as a source of revenue properly controlled by physical means sub subsidies site taxation task planning so then the 13th uh, which is the last but not the least the last of this particular um book we'll be talking about the management of public estates now we'll talk about public estates we have to talk about the con as the current estate the local authority uh, housing new towns public and private estates these are all the topics that we're going to be talking about in this uh principles of estate management written by michael tomcroft uh let's go for let's go to actually the first topic here which is the introductory aspect now let's 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 brush to it estate management like other economic activities is a rational process whereby means are related to ends so this particular one is talking about the use of economic activities which has to do with the supply and the demand of land and landed property when we talk about land we talk about the immovable assets the interest that one has over a particular asset now what we're talking about that we have to be talking about the landed property it means something that is put on land landed property property that is on land do you get now so under these aspects we have to talk about the demand and the supply of such that okay when we uh demand when there is higher demand there will always be an increase in what uh, a decrease in price that is based on the principle of demand and the uh, demand uh, so now because that one says that a, an increase in quantity demanded leads to a decrease in price while in supply an increase in supply leads to an increase in price so that is based on the supply aspect but then under this aspect we talk about estate management like other economic activities is a rational process whereby means are related to ends although it comprises of a multitude of factors many of which cannot be measured so because most of what we are going to be doing in estates there are more of qualitative uh, attributes not quantitative more of them but then when we're talking about the physical aspect that is where we could say okay these are things we could see so that that was why they say a multitude of a multitude of factors many of which cannot be measured that there are things we cannot measure yeah for example now we cannot measure your 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 interest based on the uh value we could only measure so using some factors some laid-down principles to say okay well, based on this particular stubble this is how it should be or based on this percentage this is what, how we're going to gauge it do you get like there are some of those factors that cannot be measured in estate management now they said although it comprises a multitude of factors many of which cannot be measured it follows a logic that is capable of analysis so the logic here has to do with reasoning that is capable of what of analysis that is that we can analyze 
the logic, the reasoning that we can analyze that okay, oh, based on this particular stuff, we should be able to say this. This based on this, we should be able to determine that. Do you get? So, like for example, now what we what we want to value a particular building, the level of deterioration or the level of decadence, uh, or decadence of a property cannot actually be measured on quality on quantitative uh, measures. So it it could only be measured in qualitative um, means or experimentation uh, this has to do with we understanding that there are some attributes of the home that cannot be quantified so some of them are majorly uh, meant to be qualified so that that's why most times when uh, uh want to give judgments or we want to conclude we have to pull cadets which we serve as so um a savior, a protector to the person who carries out the research. So now, uh, let's let's proceed. You will understand more. The purpose of this book is not to offer a guide to the practical problems of estate management. That is, it is not expected to say, okay, whenever you see this particular problem, oh, this is the solution. That is what this particular um, write-up means. So, but then it is what but to examine those principles upon which effective practice should be based. So, this particular book is only to tell us those principles that we can apply in solving practicable problems. Do you get now? So, that is the major aim of this book, to provide us principles that could actually be used in solving practical problems. Not that, okay, this particular book, once you've read it, any problem you see, this is the solution. No, that is not what they are saying in this book. This book is to provide you the principles that will help you in solving reality problems. Is that clear? Yeah. So now, let's proceed. There are two ways in which the principles of estate management may be studied. The first is by means of analyzing actual decisions, taking and their consequences. The case studies... Um, okay, sorry. There are two ways in which the principles of estate management may be studied. So now we have to understand that there are only two ways in which estate management and estate management can be studied. The first one is by means of analyzing actual decisions taken by and their uh, and their consequences. So we have to know the 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 uh, decision that we make and the consequences of the decision. For example, if a house is meant to be uh, let out. We have to know, okay, this particular decision that we want to take, how is it going to affect us in the future? So the consequences of the of, of, of our decision, we have to measure it. So that's what I said. We can study um, the principles of estate management using the first one, which is what, analysis of what of actual decisions on uh, and their consequences. The actual decisions that are taken and the consequences. That's when we analyze the actual decisions taken and the consequences on real estate or on estates, either of them. So case studies from the basis of which business management research. So, but for this approach, we have to talk about what? The case studies, for the case study form, the case studies from the basis of much business management research. So what they're say, saying here is, through case studies, we could, we could determine the management, uh, business management research on this particular decision that we just said up we just made mention and um, but for this approach to be successful a number of conditions must be fulfilled 
So uh, also, we have to consider a number of um, conditions. You know, they are like uh, guides. Okay, whenever this happens, this should be fulfilled. Conditions that must be laid down in order to um, actualize the uh, decisions and also to determine the principle that is well acknowledged uh, in, um, in solving estate problems. So now, let's, let's proceed. To begin with, a very great number of studies are needed to supply sufficient evidence on the basis of which principles can be stated. So the, um, let's talk about that. To begin with, a very great, um, a very great basis of which principles can be stated. The case study is like any other form of scientific observation. So the case study could actually be used in solving problems. They're like um, things that we could actually be using to solve a particular problem. If, for example, in architectural department now, if they ask them to go and do case study about a particular building, it might be that, okay, they might tell them that, okay, design an hostel in this hostel, you are expected to have this number of rooms there, the kitchen, the toilet. But then they might ask them to carry out like eight case studies. So which means that they are expected to go to existing buildings that has to do what with um, the features that has the future of um, of a hostel. So a building that is hostel, they have to go there and make the research first, take the pictures, and also write some of the analysis the problems what they think they could actually solve you know in their own so that they will, they will not repeat the same problem in their own design so like the case study helps is a form of a is it form the basis sorry the case study form the basis of of um, a number of conditions that must what that must be fulfilled or sorry form the basis of much business management research you understand that's what i say business management what research but for this approach to be successful a number of conditions must be fulfilled uh, that's what i said to begin with a very great number of studies are needed to begin with a very great number of studies are needed to supply sufficient evidence on all that in order to what sorry on the basis of which principles can be stated so it means we have to carry out a number of case studies so we can get sufficient evidence to back up our principles um, for solving a particular real estate problem. So the case study is like any other form of scientific observation and many hundreds of thousands may be needed before a common factor can be enunciated as a, a principle. You understand? So it means we have, the case study is more like a scientific observation. Okay, when we are carrying out the research, this is what we expected to have. When we are doing this, this is what we expect to have. So, like the case study will help us to have a good guideline on how to uh, go about our research. Right up that has to do. So, again, a case in estate management must be studied over a long time. Don't don't forget that when we're talking about a case. We've talked about it to be in form of scientific observation. So they say it must what? It must take a very long period so that we won't just deduce um, the factable resu result. So whatsoever we are going to deduce out as our principle in solving a real estate problem, we must be very careful 
and uh, insult, we don't have to conclude in a short period of time. We have to give it a, a, a long period to carry out the research. So repetition of the re, uh, experiments will then determine how uh, how uh, sufficient our principle or our result is. Now, the final effects of um, certain decisions may be apparent within a few weeks or months. The, 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 what they are saying is, whenever we carry out case study in real estate, the final result sometimes may take weeks, it may take months, uh, but others set up a chain of reactions whose results cannot be foreseen years later. So some of them, we cannot like determine the problem or determine the, the solution to them even for over a very long period. So many pictures of the great London estate, for example, which are admired today, are the outcome of estate management decisions taken two or three hundred years ago. So another difficulty in interpreting case studies is that it is very it is always very hard to judge what to judge what might have happened. If some other decision had been made for the only test of any decision is how its result compares with the result of alternative decisions. So now, so another difficulty in interpreting case studies is, is that it is always very hard to judge what might have happened. So along the line, you know, when you are carrying out the research, we don't know what might have happened along the line. And if some other decision had been made, we don't know. For the only test of any decision is how its result compares with the result of the alternative decisions. So, for example, the building that, okay, when we wanted to carry out the research was meant to be a freehold interest. That is, an ownership interest. Perpetual, it has perpetual rights on it, or perpetual interest. Um, the, the landlord made it a leasehold interest again. Along the line, while we are still carrying out the research, you know, so it's with such a property has been altered. The decision that we are going to make using such a property that was earlier uh, freehold compared to when it is now leasehold will be different. So um, that's what I've seen in that aspect. Finally, every case study represents a complex of actions and events with which can only be what interpreted in the light of hypothesis, which themselves may have only we have only limited validity so finally every case study represents a complex act, complex of actions and if an event which can only be interpreted in the light of hypothesis which themselves may have only limited what validity so sometimes um the case study that we carry out may not really have sufficient uh validity or evidence to back them up so they might have default or might not really be able to give us full details of what we expected to have, you know. And uh, sometimes it might be due to uh, improper preparation. Yeah, improper preparation uh, due to the level at which we carry out the uh, experiment. Uh, it all boils down to how we carry out the result, uh, the re research. So in other words, such evidence is used inductively, inductively rather than uh, deductively. So, and uh, it is first necessary to establish a theoretical framework before the scientific work of testing begins. So, we have to carry out the theoretical framework 
before the scientific work of testing begins. So it is, uh, it is also possible to study estate management, however, by looking at the background against which the, its decisions are taken. So we have to study um, real estate, estate management, however, by looking at the background against which decisions are taken. So here, what we are talking about in this aspect is the decision that we take. Because everything that boils down to real estate has to do with the decision on how we want to manage the property. So that's why it is very essential for us to consider our decision here. And uh, this involves the direct search for principles by examining uh, the ways in which the various skills and the departments of um, knowledge employed in the estate management come together. So and, uh, it forms a synthesis of the many specialist subjects involved in the practice of estate management at the theoretical level where they tend to have most in common. Such a study of estate management is more concerned with the broad issues of estate ownership, investment, and, and direction than in the details of day-to-day -day control. So now, we in, um, in real estate practice, we talk about the estate ownership, we talk about estate investment, we talk about estate direction. So now, the, all this has um, influence on the, 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 the uh, decision that we're making on real estate. For example, an estate holder who wants to uh, maintain his ownership, we could say, okay, it is based on that decision that he's making, that he's still maintaining the interest on that land or on that property. And uh, such a, a person, too, if he says he wants to invest in real estate, so it's also based on the um, such, you know, decision and uh, also direction, which means the control uh the way he wants to manage the estate so we could talk about that too so and then while future research let's proceed while future research will probably be conducted through case studies this book is chiefly concerned with the background to uh to the principal to the principal decisions um in order to offer a broad and a balanced insight into the essentials of estate management so under this well, the background to the principal decisions in order to offer a broad and balanced insight into essentials of estate management. We have to talk about uh, the, the importance of decision making in estate management. Uh -huh. So every problem in estate management requires the consideration of one or more of the following aspects in order to formulate equation necessary for decision taking. So for us to take decision in estate management, we must talk about these five things the first one the economic we must talk about the legal we must talk about the supervisory we must talk about the commercial we must talk about the relationship to the public interest so you know the public interest here is talking about the neighborhood the people you stay with how are your decisions affecting them okay someone that you know that your own roof is covering his own path or the lights lights penetration to his own you know the decision you make will always affect your neighbors so that's why they talked about the relationship to the public what to the public interest so this aspect taken together provide a framework for the study of estate management as a whole when we talk about the legal the economic the supervisory the commercial the relationship to the public interest then all together um talks about the what the study of estate management as a whole and um they said in what okay in, in what follows um Chapter 1 surveys the subject 
chapter two and three describe the economic background to estate management and uh, in particular the importance of external factors in molding the character of estates chapter four to five five and six deal with the legal setting of estates and attempt to show how estate management aims both control and are controlled by this right the problem of estate management estate provision are summarized in chapter seven and the commercial aspects of estate management are treated in chapter eight chapter nine and ten and then lastly the relationship of public policy to estate management is discussed in chapter 11 12 and 13. so estate management is a particularly uh, wide field of study and uh, this book can only claim to highlight those features of uh, theory and practice that uh, appear significant the choice is inevitably personal but i trust in it presents the views of the majority engaged in estate profession so uh, that is the introductory aspect by the special grace of god tomorrow or next time we'll talk about the chapter one of this book which has to do with estate management we have to talk about the estate the management function the estate management decisions aims and policies of estate management the estate manager and uh, some of those subtopics under them uh, thank you so much for listening. My name is Wayne Abdulatif once more.